Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. I sound like shit. You sound like shit. Mullet's going to sound like shit because uh, we ain't got no mic set up. We're raw dogging it here on the fucking laptops. Wouldn't um, Dr. Pepper like to be some shit, too? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, Mullet and I, yeah, we had a, you know, a couple of bachelor nights. Uh, both Bachelor both boys. Um, yeah, both our ladies were out the house. Um, so we partook in some some games. We did the 89 run. We didn't record that because no one wants to watch it, much, le- much less listen to people talk about it. We barely talked about it. <laughs> more or less, yeah, no, we talked much more about I think you should leave than, than the actual match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now here we are. Uh, Mullet wanted to get uh, um, good and, and lubricated. Uh, and then talk about fantasy booking uh, a certain scenario. Isn't that right, Mullet? Correct. We're going to call this uh, the Mullet is in a suit series. Which is very and, much. And let's just fucking get to it. Well, um, so let me preface it that. Okay, There's bullshit, bullshit before we started watching the Rumble, talking about like Rampage and AEW and wrestling news as it stands August 15th, 2021, because God knows when you're hearing this. Yeah, because by the time you're hearing this, 38 more people could have gotten released. Right. Uh, the company is now just Reginald and Natalia. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, that kind of covers most of your bases. It does. You got a good um, hand and an acrobatic fella. Isn't it just all Steve Austin versus The Rock match? No. Um, it's the exact opposite, actually. Uh, and I was like, man, I can't wait for the Swaggies at the end of this year when my prediction is that Triple H will be in AEW in 2022. And we both, like, as soon as I said it, got a little giddy because we both were like, fuck, I want indie AEW Triple H so fucking bad. And I go, Rich, we were going to do something ex- literally the opposite. We were going to sit down watch Survivor Series 1994 for my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash I'm Like, no, we're going to do a rumble. So make sure that I am nice and good and in a suit. And then we're going to book Triple H's three-year indie run. <laughs> because it's just so tasty. Because There's just so much you can do. There's so much you can do. And you can only imagine that, like, in being Papa NXT, like, all of the indie wrestling he has watched retroactively, you know, like just to see like, oh yeah, I guess they did do stuff. Let me, let me put on this, this fucking PWG 2007 Kevin Owens match, you know, like, like he doesn't keep up with it currently, but the amount that he's watched retroactively, like I just can imagine you and Triple H have a very similar ROH DVD collection at this point. <clears throat> like, Actually, there's probably a lot of overlap. I'm going to sell to him one day. 
when these things are currency, and it'll be wonderful. Um, um, but yeah, and so with the way things going are in, in NXT right now, and WWE being a company, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that, that cuts their, they've cut so many noses off their face to spike their face. Like, yep. <laughs> it's, it's, despite their body, they are just a stub right now. But yeah, and you know, uh, being a lot of things happening, just like to spite him, Triple H, who has like a point whatever percent controlling stake of the company. Um, he gets released. He finally like crosses a line with Vince, you know, and, and Vince in the heat of the moment lets him go. The next day he, you know, offers like, hey, you know what? We all, we were heated. Sorry, I rescind the, the release. And Triple H is like, no, no, you did what you did. And I'm gone. You're going to, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Uh, what they used to say makes- was you go to WWE to make your money. Well, guess what? I have been in WWE for 26 years. I have money. It's the Bill Murray stage of my life where I can go do fun things, things that get me accolades, things that get me invited to Dave Meltz's dinners. I don't know why I turned Cajun. <laughs> who, in this scenario, who yeah. is Triple H's Sophia Coppola? Oh, uh, let me look at my list. Hold on. Court power. We're going to get there. <laughs> so let's go. Let's just start. You understand the concept. You go, You get the fucking context. Let's, no. let's get the booking. It's you the, heard me say the that Court Power is the Sofia Coppola of wrestling. You get the concept. <laughs> All right. It's it's the day after Vince releases Triple H, and he goes back to him the next day and says, Paul, I'm sorry things got heated. Please, you, you're not released. And Paul says, no, no, no. I'm gone. Yeah. The paperwork's already gone through to the lawyers. We're out of here. Uh. But what's what's the next phone call Triple H makes? The next ooh. what's the first oh. phone call he makes? Oh, okay. I just gotta remember I gotta be up in eight hours to get Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this might actually end up being like a limited series. Uh all right, so that's a, the next phone call he receives. He receives. How does he, he like or did you say receives or makes? What's the first phone call he makes? Oh, up to Sean just to tell him what happened. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, you're in charge of NXT now. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't answer your phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell Matt Bloom I said was up. It's an inside joke. It's going to need to. Okay. Yeah, this is a limited series because then we have to have the entire episode of Sean Michaels in charge of NXT. You and you. Get in there, do a match. You only pointed at one fucking person, man. <laughs> uh, work yourself. Do one of those Janela matches. It is, uh, Michaels refers to things in the business as like way too modern of shit. <laughs> uh, get in there and do the uh, do the do, do the Melter driver thing. What? Uh, anyway, where the fuck was I? That's gonna happen a lot. Um, all right, so yeah, so that's a different episode. The first call, okay, the second call after yeah, Sean yeah. that he makes. And don't even, don't say it. Say it as Triple H greeting the person. Like, 
Hey, Frank. Well, because whenever I say your song, I know because you can have some stupid cutesy name for it. Like, hey, what's going on, Bubsy? And it's like, what? <laughs> no, I, oh, man, I have so many options. I have so many fucking options. I have to nail this. I'm going to nail this. Oh, fuck. Oh, I hate that I have to say this. It's probably JR. I think he calls JR. Yeah. In terms uh, of knowledge, in terms of everything, he calls JR. And it's just like, JR, do you know how to fucking work Zoom? Please tell me you know how to work Zoom. <laughs> You're the only person I know that has links to what I'm thinking. And JR's like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> JR calls Fuego Del Sol over to teach him how to reboot his computer again. I was going to say, how many months until, until Triple H is a guest on uh, uh, the Broken Skull Sessions? And puts over Sammy Guevara. We are nowhere near there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so he talks to Jr. and Jr. gets a meeting together with everybody that is going to be necessary for what what's happening here. Uh, so, I'm making a couple like declarations here that pretty much anything that I'm going to stay within the confines of like the world right now, and I'm not going to make anything completely shift beyond what it is. So I'm not going to have other people leaving or joining. I'm not going to count on that. I'm just going to do this as if like somehow this calms everything down. Yes. Like this settles everything somehow yeah. in some crazy manner of speaking. Also, I'll be doing it as if there was like pretty standard considering his status like boundaries. So like, I don't know if this is going to technically start like 30 days, 90 days. Like, I don't know what it would entail. I'm just assuming that he pretty much gets like a look at triple H fucking whatever. Um, so the first thing. Mind you, he yes. doesn't own triple H. <clears throat> you know, he doesn't own Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I, I would say I, I'm going to negotiate that being as like part of the buyout until I come up with an idea of what he's called. <laughs> I mean, he'd be just Paul Levesque. Like, yeah. And we just have like some crazy gimmick name like the Fuckinator! Paul Levesque. <laughs> just gets, you know. Oh shit, don't die doing that. Okay. So, the first thing he does is on the very, very first episode of AEW that he is available for. Uh, unfortunately, this has to start with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Don't hang up. I just mean for what's been set up, or where we stand right now, and it's gonna be, it's not gonna be like anything afterwards. It starts there, where for whatever reason, for weeks leading up to this, Cody has been finding like, like trinkets. Like he leaves, like he leaves a match, and then like there's like a piece of like rubble, like on the ramp, and then like later on backstage, he finds like a piece of like like metal off of the sledgehammer. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. Something, I can some, already see the fucking action figure sets about it. Something from the throne being yeah, broken, right? Yeah, yeah, 
and it, but it has to be subtle where there is like legitimate like you have to do like the rock ran over steve austin because of his blonde wig from snl level of <laughs> like fandom and storytelling to like piece this together even though like the timetable lines up there's something else you, you gotta come up with something you literally have to like have him like agree to star in a fake movie or something you know like he's unavailable yeah where just one night you know, Cody pretends to put over fucking, I don't, uh, fucking, I don't fucking know, uh, Luchasaurus. And then talking his yams off. And then lights go out, lights come up. No, you can't do that. Why? AEW does the fucking lights out, lights up thing way too much. And they've most recently done it with fucking Cody and Malachi. Like, okay. All right. You gotta All right. fucking come up with something different than the lights okay. up, lights out. I, I'm okay. forcing this uh, that's a rule i am enforcing on the series totally fine i appreciate that you're challenging me thank you well it's also it's the fucking in a suit thing like lights at lights down lights up is to the 20 you know Tens. the fucking what? The, the 2020s yeah as as in a suit was to the 2010s okay all right so I was gonna say another idea, and the first I would say was, "All right, so all the lights go out." <laughs> uh, I need to find the right level of cheese to this because I have to, like, despite how cool I want to make this, I also have to keep some Triple H cheese. Okay, in there. so was it gonna be a lights down, lights up, Triple H is in the ring? Probably. So but I was gonna say what I was gonna joke with now was like, if the lights go out. And then we get some kind of presentation, like some. That's kind of- if it's leading. Yes, if it is a if it is set, setting a stage. I was just about to say, if the lights go out because it's part of an entrance now, right. then like and there's like music, like if you heard okay, like lights go out, and then you just hear a very similar but slightly different chord of just. No, no, you see that that's just as bad as just the lights out to me. <laughs> nah, dude, I'd fucking I. Man, I'd pop for it. So so I still have that like kind of in my mind, but it has to have some kind of build-up. So it's part of a presentation though. Yeah, so a presentation I, I'm thinking like some kind of like abstract, like you get a king, you get some kind of like like game or console being plugged in and played, like something abstract, like kind of like a Jericho-esque, like That's what is happening? Fair. Those are very literal things of games. But <laughs> I'm not saying there's going to be a representation of games. <laughs> I don't know. Then <laughs> you do this. <laughs> okay, fine. Honestly, I was surprised to start with AEW. I say, sorry, no. Let you, let, here's here, that's how, how this will go. You, you are the podcast. You are the content. This is going to be a very fun road we're going down. Uh, and then it ends with me fantasy booking the scenario in a minute and then we're out i hate you uh fine it's not that (laughs) better it's just gonna be (laughs) different so i i think i'm basically probably doing what you're thinking of where whatever first night he appears everyone's like holy fucking shit Mm -hmm. that's the fucking aider paul levesque and you know he pedigrees Cody, and you know he escapes through the crowd. So 
Well, he goes by, you don't hear anything, nothing happens. It's getting mixed with AEW, you know, some, like some freak thing where Cody's like actually got seriously hurt from the pedigree because he did like that dude who took it the first time. So like he's landed right on his fucking head, just here's hoping. Um, so like you get through AEW, nothing, like nothing is mentioned of it at all. There's zero follow up because on Friday is when you have fucking impact. And that's when you have like, in my head, it's like, oh, hey, Jeff Jarrett's available again. Let's have like this Jeff Jarrett like ceremony or something. But like you have some kind of tie to him in TNA where out of fucking nowhere, he just barricades it, jumps in, takes whoever's out, out and escapes. Again, a week goes by, you get through, like, you basically always get through whatever show it happened on, and there's nothing else. And he just is bouncing. He's he's jumping around on purpose. So he shows up dressed like fucking Super Dragon at PWG. Like, tell me that ain't the fucking shit right there. Is that one, like, that one, it's Super Dragon's gimmick. I gotta put the lights out. I'm sorry. It's like a pre- Yeah, you know that, and it's like it's like his idea. Like yeah. Triple H actively knows about Super Dragon, knows what happens with Super Dragon, and wants to enter a Super Dragon. Yes, everyone's like, "Holy fucking shit, it's Super Dragon!" But he kicks someone in the fucking stomach and pedigrees him. There's like, "Oh shit!" And he rips that fucking mask off. It's sort of fucking Triple H a Super Dragon. That's or cool he comes image. out in a screen mask. Paradigm shifts Nick Gage. You shut your. Dirty whore mouth. Well, I was uh, just talking about your GCW champion. Uh, he shows up at the NWA, a, somehow doesn't win the title immediately from McAlvis. No, like he... <laughs> <laughs> no, like he, he, he shows up in his fucking suit and just like stands ominously at the end of a show. He, you know, it's more NWA doesn't get involved. Uh, MLW, he comes out. Um, I honestly don't know. He pisses in the ring. Like For that, he just does like a loose cannon gimmick. Like, he's a little bit different everywhere, you know? Um, he He's in New Japan. Just Triple H in New Japan. Just, you know. So, like, he pops up in all these places and, just, and sticks his Here's fucking the thing. massive nose in all of them. The the Triple H-Yano match is, is five stars. I mean, nothing compared to him and Taka. Uh so like he's bouncing up every place and i feel like there almost needs to be like some at this point like at the end of it like somebody has to recognize it again i don't want to be fucking cody but like that's where it kind of started but something has to draw him back i want him popping up fucking everywhere i basically want to make triple h like base in AEW, but he has like the super ultra you do whatever you fucking want idea he's like he literally did Cody's horseshit. He sat down and made a list. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna fucking do it. And when he's done, he's done. Um, so somebody needs to draw him back in AW because I basically want it to be when he starts in AW, like his first promo, which is gonna be 25 minutes to start the show. Yeah. Uh what are you putting me for? You know is you know who draws him back to? You know who draws him back? The AW? Yeah, Sting. Sings like I have a great idea for Paul. Let's have him come out to some weird Japanese drumming. Yeah, and then we get in the ring. He sucks my dick for sixty seconds, 
and I pin him one, two, three. You know how many shirts I fucking sold? I'm Sting. I just want it's Sting. It's harder to sell Sting on Triple H coming into AEW than it was for Colt for Punk coming into AEW. I want no, Sting here. I can't to do be it. a rightfully entitled fucking prick. <laughs> Better fucking get on his goddamn knees and suck my stinger balls. Um, so, I'm going to give him a stinger splash in the middle of the ring. <laughs> out of my ass. Um, <laughs> so, That's definitely what Steve Borden calls diarrhea. A stinger splash. We'll go stinger splash. Um, so he, he finally comes out and cuts that big Triple H promo. And is just like, this is what I've wanted. Like, have you been seeing me? Have you been following me? This is what I, this is, this is me. If you've seen any of the products that you love, the reason why this, all this exists, it's like, it's like tweener-ish, you know, like he's got to straddle, straddle a line a little bit. Um, So I, I was just kind of popping around to see how everything kind of looked to see where I kind of wanted to get started. And, you know, everyone's like, what do we need to get started? Essentially, I, I named six companies. And what everyone kind of wanted with Kenny Omega, we're not actually getting because he's already starting to lose them, is a, a, a fucking, fucking Infinity Gauntlet. And one thing Triple H never got to fucking impersonate in WWE was fucking Thanos. He got Terminator. He got Conan. He got fucking, uh, fucking Mad Max. He got Last uh, Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Uh, fucking Conan again. Like all of it. You never got to be fucking the guy with the fucking glove that can just end it all. Mm-hmm. So let me like high level concept pitch this. Triple H, and we're gonna spell it out, wins all six of these world heavyweight championships, then reveals he's been in WWE the whole fucking time. <laughs> and I had a lot of stock. Goodbye. So let's let's get let's get to that point, right? I want to figure out where I kind of wanted to start. You know, I think AEW might be the place for me. You know, because you got you guys, you guys have to mention me at any chance you get. Like, you just can't fucking help yourselves. You you have to really get in to the 2002, 2003 level of this fucking guy's an asshole <laughs> with like this promo. Uh, so you know. Cody comes out. We have a system here. You got to like work your way up. You know, he snickers it off. Um, but like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Tony. It's kind of thing where like, you unfortunately need Tony kind of involved because at some point we're yeah. probably going to like make him fucking take a hard way sledgehammer shot to the face. Uh, it's just, you got if Look, my father-in-law, the boss always told me to go fucking snug. I'm going to be snug on you. I'm sorry. It's a real sledgehammer. Uh, is what it is, kid. Welcome to the business. I run this company. <laughs> always, <laughs> always accidentally belittles Tony Khan in every conversation that they're in together. I'm your boss. Yeah, I, I know, man. It's, it, yeah. takes a while, it takes a while to get used to it. Your hair. It's like, what the fuck did that mean? What about my hair? My hair's fine. <laughs> Why is he getting to me? 
Next day, hands him a booking sheet. All right, so here's uh, here's what you're going to be doing tonight with, with my script. That's no, my no, no, no. Like, it's kind of like an outline. Oh, an outline. That's a great fucking idea. Should have thought of that. It would have been where I was in Connecticut with a better suit. God damn it! <laughs> Not even wearing a suit. It's casual around here. Is that what he meant? Just It's, it's flummoxed by Triple H backstage. Uh... So it leads to, uh, like, the first match. Let's just get Triple H and Cody out of the way so it's fucking done. Like, it's fucking over with. Pedigree, one, two, three. Fantastic. Cody wins. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Triple H loses his first match to Cody Rhodes by the pedigree. Purposeful. I'm literally doing this right on the fly. So Cody beat Triple H with the pedigree in the first match. And Triple H gets up. And the crowd's like, kind of just like, thy first Lesnar match is like, eh, fucking whatever. I guess we should clap for this. I don't fucking know. And he gets up and he kind of nods his head. He's like, okay. Okay. And, you know, just just leaves. Um, uh, Incredible Hulk hitchhikes his way home. All right, man. I'm out of here. And like, you know, <laughs> uh, he goes away for like a couple months, you know. Kind of thing. He wants to see his daughters again. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then I think I think we gotta almost have to start it with NWA because then it's so then it's the kind of thing where he shows up. It's kind of like he did there, and he's like, I I I miss I, I misread the room. To I need to literally go to the beginning. And what was at the beginning? The NWA. That's where my roots are. I wanted to be Harley Race. I wanted to be Ric Flair. I cannot do anything until I do the the one thing that I should have always done, and that's become the NWA champion. I, I, if I ever was in TNA, fucking put a bullet in my head. MLW, those are the three most random letters for a wrestling company I've ever heard. New Japan, I didn't know Japan was actually had wrestling until 15 years ago. AW, no comment. <laughs> PWG, I just don't like the California traffic. I'm going to start here. So, uh, again, we're in our days. So, yes, Nick Aldis is still fucking champion. And this is one person I think Billy Corgan can finally convince him to lose to. Because after, you know, a few weeks of whatever, for this story to work, you need to have Triple H stumble out of the gate. Because think of a lot of the success stories we've had stumbled out of the gate. Miro. Brody Lee. Fucking told y'all. Miro, Brody Lee. Fucking, uh, fucking, I just don't know him. Fucking Kenny Omega. They all stumbled out of the gate and are like the best things now. I hate to say it, Matt Cardona. Like, that's a long gate. Very long gate. So it's kind of like, man, he's just kind of being Triple H. But, like, kind of lame? Like, I don't know, like, what to expect, you know? By the way, how much money has Andrew Zangry spent uh, getting to all these shows? Andrew Zangry is, like, the roadie. (laughs) (laughs) He's out there trying to catch all the spit that Triple H stuff out there in a towel for later. Now I just want to see Andrew Zangry and Road Dog hair. (laughs) Um... Can't see it. Right, neither can I. 
So Triple H beats Nick Aldis at NWA Power Out My Ass. Um, and he finally holds that NWA championship. And he puts it uh, he puts it around his waist. And he points the camera and he goes, one. And he closes his fists. And, you know, he's like, okay. Cut to like three, four weeks later. I think he's got to go TNA next. Okay. On the bottom, right? Oh, fuck. I'm going to need to add one. God damn it. How much do I want to have Triple H? Fixing your price? notes? I'm just writing down companies. <laughs> That's really all it is. Okay. Uh, I just got to determine how much I want to see Triple H go through glass. I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> all it is. So he goes to TNA. He's like, well, this, this used to be your belt. And then you guys had like eight different belts. At, at TNA... We get the closest we can to like, like 97, 98 Triple H fucking funny dick. Because he's just like, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is nuts. I know a lot has changed, but it feels like none of this has changed at all. Scott DeMore is still here. I rest my case. Um, so he's there, I guess for the sake, like, so now, like, this will probably be the kind of thing where, like, so Christian's champion now, I, by that point, let's say Moose has it, right? So Moose is probably, like, a big baby face, you know, champion. What's, what's, what's Triple H's look at this point? Like, is he growing his hair back out? Is he, like, did he switch up his tights? Like, what's his look? So, again, to... Elongate this. Think of Triple H as I'm going through this evolutionary scaling it up towards changing. So right now, he's still wearing like similar gear. His hair's maybe a little bit more pronounced, maybe doing something slightly different with his facial hair, but mm-hmm. like he looks like the Triple H we've seen for the past five or six years. But gradually over time, please remind me because he's going to gradually get further and further away from what that is. Okay. By the end of this, it should literally like you should not be able to resemble Triple H mm. by under this. Mm. For his last match, he should be a completely fully formed different character. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I have no idea whatsoever. We'll figure it out. So then TNA really being self-deprecating, well, also deprecating to them. Gets in there all with around Moose. deprecating. Yeah, deprecating. Triple H is really deprecating all over the ring. In, in, the, in the Impact run, he's the deprecator, Triple H. Or sure. uh, Paul Levesque. Yeah. Paul the dep- deprecator Levesque. So gets to, gets to the championship match with Moose. And again, clean as a whistle. One, two, three. And after like probably a minute and a half, he pins him. What um, do they call the pedigree? Because assuming WWE has the pedigree copyright. Let me get this. Hold on. It's honestly, it's got to be. Here's the thing. I got it. Okay, go ahead. The restart. As long as you work that into a promo, like that's like the closing line of the promo, and it fucking hits and hammers home. Um, and then like he hits the pedigree for the first time on the Indies, and then it's just like that was a full restart or whatever the fuck. So. So again, from beginning to end, I'll tell you where this is leading. I'm just coming up with it right now. 
by the end of it, he will have a new finisher. And it's uh, the pedigree, but just reversed. So, like, your mm. face and your mouth is just, like, in his, in, in his fucking dick. And it's really disrespectful. Still crosses the arms and just, like, basically just jumping skull fucked you into the mat. And it's called Power On. <laughs> uh, you know, I love when songs come up with the title first. <laughs> That's where this is heading. Uh- <laughs> I love that this whole fucking episode started with you just stuck in traffic and thinking of just that. And I was just trying to figure out how to plant the seeds to get here. Yes. Man, I wish I was that good, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> That's the show, honestly. We started that, and then you work backwards. I'm in Tarantino this now. Um, so he beats Moose, TNA champion. He's got two belts. NWA TNA Championship. The regular Ken Shamrock over here. And uh, um, I think next he's got to go to MLW. He shows up. And this is where you kind of see, like I was half joking about the loose cannon stuff. This is where you kind of see the new trip, like glimmers of the new Triple H because MLW is a little bit raw. You know, you got like possibly something supernatural with Lucha Underground starting up now, but you still have Contra rolling there. It's old school, like the Von Erics. He's got to fit like a, a, like a new special role. Um, and what that is, has got to be like as close to his actual personality as we've seen over the past few years that it, that it is. Like this, I don't know how to describe it, like the sardonic angry dad fucking you know what i mean like the person that could eat the earth if they just had the patience to do it does that make sense (laughs) like somebody that could that can just fucking rip shit but is scared but is sad he has to fucking do it yes he has like pity on the world because he's so fucking great and has to do this um is like how i want it to kind of like play off in that like he wants everyone in the crowd to feel like i'm doing this because i know you fuckers want it yeah and how fucking like almost like a tortured artist kind of mm-hmm. throwing some lines of like i'm doing this to put smiles on faces right like I, I'm here so that way he tickles all the smart parts, but also staying like 100% in the kayfabe that I yeah. want to do. Where like he's being manipulative at every stage of this to make you think like something else is afoot. When when it gets there, it's like oh wait no he's just a fucking shitty weasel this whole fucking time and he's gonna drop all these fucking belts on John Laurinaitis's fucking massive cock. Um, I don't know why I just devolved into that, but <laughs> well, no, no, Johnny Ace. Yeah, more like Johnny Eight of Spades. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so he's in MLW. So who's MLW champion? Well, if we're doing this, he's it's still still just Jacob Batu. Um, 
by that time, oh, okay, no, 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 no. All right, I'm going to do this. So Jacob Fatu is not the MLW champion. He was finally defeated by the person who just won the most recent battle riot, Alexander Hammerstone, who literally is Triple H Jr. Like, there's no reason for that man to be that red and that muscular and that fucking fugly in the face, <laughs> but still manage to, like, get the puss that he gets. So Triple H versus Hammerstone has to almost be like, I don't want to put that like at the end of year one. Yeah, we're probably at like the end of like one year of Triple H on Indies because I want to draw this the fuck out. I want him to like slum it so we don't have to go back later. You build up the anticipation for it. Because also when this is happening, I mean, the Pro Wrestling Tees campaign, all the retro shit. Uh, oh, how much is his micro brawler going for? Oh, so much money. Like, don't set him up for a lot of media. Like, I want there to be some mystery around this. Like, you have to keep him out of, like, the public eye while keeping his profile in the public eye. Yeah. But he's still, he's still Sean Ross Sapp's source, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not talking to Meltzer. He's not talking to uh, uh, Satin. He's, he's an SRS guy. All right, I need another little side segment later on for his relationship with every single internet personality during this whole thing. Like him and SR, like SRS is in the fucking click now. Like Godfather to one of the kids. Uh, Meltzer, he basically just prank calls like Cabana and Punk back in the early two thousands. Hey, guess what I just heard? Hey, breaking news, Dave Lee Moriarty has a hemorrhoid. Like, <laughs> like what? Trent Acid's still dead, you know, stupid shit like that. Um, I said I'd do this later. <laughs> I'll get back to it. He just refuses to acknowledge that Wade Keller exists. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he's in MLW. He's just tweeting out, so Dave and Brian are fucking, right? What do you say? So Dave and Brian are fucking, right? He just tweets that out. Stirring up shit like Angela Dawkins in Red Velvet. Uh, so it builds up to him and Hammerstone, like the the, the present and the future, whatever the fuck you want to fucking call yeah. it. And uh, I still going to book him. I think he has to get all this by himself. He has to do all this clean, which is, again, just going to rile people up. Like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Triple H has three fucking world titles in three different companies, and he's, you know, he's just accumulated. Uh, from there... We're going to jump over to PWG. And this is, again, where we're going to see Triple H blossoming, uh, which is his three favorite words together. Um, he's imagined himself always blossoming. He comes in, uh, and this is where he has the most fun because everything he felt like he couldn't physically do in WWE once, like, NXT and stuff had started to make him, like, just what he is is just a fan. He's going all the fuck out. Triple H Destroyer, we're knocking it out here. Fucking Triple oh H. God. Triple H dive, but he crosses the arms like the pedigree, son. J Driller Destroyer. That's just a good move. I just came up with a good move idea. Someone take that. Uh, want a Triple H dive? We're fucking getting it. Uh, 
a like a pedigree sunrise. Yeah. Like jumps down, like still manages to hook the legs and then the fucking flip into into a fucking it's a flip head. Oh my god. Oh. You don't think he's going to do all of Gargano's moves? You no. don't think he's going to do a fucking moonsault and act like it was a double moonsault? The Gargano escape is his new indie finish, like his new indie submission. Yeah, like like, it, like he hasn't done any of this until now. Like maybe in MLW he busts out like what would the best one be? He does like a coup de gras. <laughs> like the ugliest coup de gras you've ever seen. Somehow, like breaths baited on both ACLs, hits it, you know, it's fine. Hammerstone's muscles really padded the fall. But in, like, PWG, like, we're getting it. Like, and when he's doing it, like I said, like, it's still a pity that he's there and we're there for it and, like, rubbing our noses in it. Here is where he also, like, breaks the most, like, kayfabe and, like, is shooting. Because... It's the place he I takes think. off Excalibur's mask. You know, oh, I like that. I like that. Rips off Super Dragon's mask. I think ever fucking been done before. Um, at least we're at the old building. He can push down the dude that owns the building that gives everyone the mugs. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say he demands that building be rebuilt. Uh, that's where he wants to have his PWG match. At. They purposely let Max Landis back into the building so he can just like throw his, like give him an unpredicted chair shot to the head. Um, that's just for me and all the rest of us. Uh, yeah. That's going to make the biggest baby face in the room. Never mind. Don't do fucking do that. Um, Max Landis is now his manager. Uh, <laughs> keep it him hated. And he dresses just like Frank the Clown. <laughs> um, so he's in PWG. Uh, we'll just say Bandito still the champion for right now because I think we need one of those like squashes at this point because now he's on the. By the way, I didn't put ROH in this. Uh, <laughs> just realized that no ROH. Just thought of him for the first time, but like he's accumulating power. Like you know, it's eight minutes. It's kind of ugly to watch, but you know, by this point he's fifty three. 54, I think. So whilst we, we got work with what we got here. Um, he is, what's he looking like in 53 and 54? Oh, he is just drinking rhino blood every afternoon just to get as leathery and fucking jacked as possible. Think of him coming out to the 2002 Royal Rumble uh, after his ACL injury, and he just looks like bubble wrap stacked off, stacked on top of itself. What happened was like three years ago he saw a picture of Tim Storm. He's like, fuck that. No, here's what happened. Uh he was like looking at PWI and Stephanie Lambert goes, Oh honey, that's a good picture of you. And it was Tim Storm. <laughs> and he was like, whole <laughs> <laughs> time I've been picturing Tim Storm in my head as I'm booking this. So that's what all this happened for. Um so he squashes Bandito, so now he's got four, right? Holds up four fingers, and we get a horseman to come out. And I don't Batista know. comes out. What? Oh, sorry, go ahead. You said Batista? Yeah. Uh, okay, sure, I'll work with it. So Batista walks out in a PWG show. Everyone's like, holy shit, it's Dave Batista. We don't really fucking would. We normally only get Joe Maganello. <laughs> 
So Batista walks out and like congratulates Paul, like gives it like like the Hollywood moment. Because at this point, we need to kind of like get some publicity. Possibly. Yeah. Looks at him, goes, "Who?" He look. Batista looks at Triple H and goes, "Oh yeah," and there's the thumbs up and gives him a big hug. I like that. All right, they get their publicity. And again, like they both hold up for maybe so. Flair and PWG also could be a good idea. Just comes out, celebrates. I don't know. You know, it's just crazy to see Ric Flair and Batista in a PWG ring. Um, so Triple H has four titles. Um, just for their benefit. All right, so that's what I'm going to do. He shows up at a GCW show, watches the whole show, stands up and goes, I'm good. <laughs> just leaves. Like it puts like, it over as like a promo on him as he's like walking out and just no, you come back here. Uh, yeah, like you know he's like, look, Nick Gage, I'll give you two minutes and thirteen seconds to call me everything you want on the mic after I do it, and then that moment on, you never uh, say my name ever again. Be great for you guys. It's great for me. You know, we all win. This is then, business. Uh, this what is doing business? You're doing business. So GCW, done. Uh, at this point, he conducts an interview. ROH is asked. He pretends he doesn't know what it is. Um, <laughs> he refuses to acknowledge ROH. Um, so then, New Japan. So Triple H is like still is like popping up on all these shows, defending his titles, you know, to varying degrees of you know success. Like he, he's never losing the title, but. You know, in NWA, he's squashing JTG in seven minutes. In MLW, he gives Ross Von Erich a good 15. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's, he's giving, he's, he's having good matches. Yeah. As you'd expect in this like new grown hybrid style in certain companies, he's wrestling a certain way, which leads us to New Japan, where to follow the, like the New Japan tradition almost, you need to, you know, basically vignette or promote a secret person and you you're almost positive it's one thing and it's kind of like swerved to be another and that's where we get paul Levesque in this like fully formed version of i'm trying to think what paul of pain maker would be like something that is 65 percent opposite of what he normally is like does that make sense <laughs> like yeah like, what is 65% the opposite of Triple H? Like, like middle class man? Like, he's wearing flannel to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe we're on the right track. So, a hard worker. <laughs> maybe, period. <laughs> he's a work ethic, yeah. The heel American dream? Does that work? Like, on everybody? Yeah, like, I started, I was just a poor, I, I was born a poor black child. <laughs> Paul Levesque, no, I was born, you know, this poor kid that rose up and became, yeah. you know, a multimillionaire, like, CFO of a company, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and... So because of that, you should listen to me. You should trust me. You should follow me, especially you, you know, Japanese fucks. <laughs> Look, he's getting yeah, 
days at some point, you know. Yeah, the office seems to be having some issues these days. I've worked in a turbulent office. Turbulent, that's not a thing. A turbulent office before. Um, so I, I'm here to do what I do, which is make things fucking better because I'm going to work my ass off and I'm, I'm going to do what I've been doing. And he can hold out the Triple H pose with there's two belts on each arm. He keeps that. And it's just like he's dangling off and like Mr. T's chains around his neck. It's just a cool image. Uh, so he, he comes in. And mind you, like, at this point, also, like, it's got to be asked, like, okay, why do you just keep walking in just getting these title shots? And just, well, each belt is more money, which is more viewers, which is more like, if I'm not given this opportunity, then you're leaving money on the table. You're you're not helping your business. I'm already helping your business, you know, business. Um, just for the sake of, like, we haven't really done it yet. Let's just have a big, giant, fucking, mega, fuck fucking dream card fucking match with Triple H and Okada. Like, honestly, Triple H in his big feuds have fought, has fought Moose, <laughs> Bandito. Like, we still haven't busted our nut at this. So let's just get this one out of the way. Triple H and Okada. Uh, Okada comes out in a big-ass Rainmaker fucking thing. Triple H takes it literally, drenches the audience. Like, literally, like... The sprinklers go off for a wet Triple H entrance. Because um, he still kind of doesn't get it in moments. <laughs> um, and he goes out and proceeds to wrestle the best goddamn match of his entire life. <laughs> like, he, like, Okada gets his bell rung on one point and he carries Okada. Like, has the match. Dave Meltzer's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> when he saw that match, he was just like, he fucking did it. He takes everything he's accumulated from the past, like, year and a half, two years, and also the rest of his fucking career, and just puts it in this match against our greatest living wrestler, Kazuchika Okada, and they just fucking click. Like, it makes no goddamn sense. Everyone's actively angry at how good this is immediately. Like, immediately. It's just like, fuck, this is too good. He's 54 years old. Nokata's not even my age probably yet. That sucks. Um, but in the end, after like 52 minutes, uh, I don't know if we're at power on yet. We're close. We're close to power on. Just tell me the fucking wrist lock out of the Rainmaker into the fucking pedigree, like that sequence. I'm just raving on my video right now. This is going to be do -do 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 -do. Triple H's indie theme is Sandstorm. Uh <laughs> no, um, like it would just fucking work. Triple H gets it. He's got five. So at this point, he's got the five up. He, again, just kind of clenches the fist, like looks at it like, you know, he's got one more spot left. Maybe even has something with it now. He says, I'll handle this myself. And then the lights go down. <laughs> so, so everyone knows where he's going, right? Like, man, I wish there was a swerve here. All right. Um, Triple H's got a time machine. Um, so everyone knows he's going to AEW. Who should be our AEW champion by the time Triple H gets here? 
I've not thought this through. Oh, I thought you had an answer. I was waiting. Oh, no. I, I thought you were setting yourself up. I'm like. No, I was actually kind of asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what year is it? How far down the line? Are we? Well, so I, I, we're approaching the end of year two, because basically now Triple H is going to be in AEW kind of full time from here. So like so, based on just who they have now. I could see a Jungle Boy. I could see. I'm gonna say Hangman. So this is this is how it's I Hangman for sure. I can honestly see fucking Cody figuring his way back out to that shit. Hangman beats Omega. MJF beats Hangman very quickly after Hangman wins the title, like a month or two months. Okay. MJF has a nice long ring with it, and Hangman beats him back forward to become the first two-time champion. So I'll just say that, that that's why I would do it. Just you know. Have him achieve it, then lose it, then have to build his way back up. And then, fuck it, he runs into Triple H. Sorry. <laughs> but again, Hangman is set up to be our number one guy, right? So, like, that's what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. You know, and I very much, I think the Triple H at this point in his career very much still wants to be that Ric Flair type that puts the big young kid on the map, and Hangman should be our guy. We've learned at this point that he has everything it takes to, to be that person. Right, the Harley Race type. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, so he shows up, and again, this plays right into the story they're telling. The Hangman was even even being the first two-time AEW champion, you know, and I just got over my first title offense. Hangman can even say in promos, like, I'm scared at what my pitfall is going to be here because I've, I've gotten over every hump that I've had. I have my friends. I have my, my confidence. I have my first offense. Like, I don't know what this is. You know what I love so much about, like, a, a particular wording that you had there? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I think, not that you're, like, too fucking deep, but I feel like Hangman Adam Page has been set up to be our, like, first, like, vulnerable top guy. Absolutely. Like, the, the first that's, like, most willing to talk about, like, what they're actually scared of. Yeah. And, and like be that kind of like in touch, very vulnerable type fucking champion. And I, I, the way you put that, like made me realize that. And it just, it made me really happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like not to divulge, like diverge here, but like, yeah, like when he wins that title for the first time, he better not have it long. Like, yeah. like I know that's going to suck and be shitty, but. That character has to overcome its next uh, next hurdle at a, a quicker weight than it's that at a quicker weight than it's going to do this first hurdle. Mm-hmm. So, like, get that hurdle set up, and then you get what we already know is going to happen: is that MJF is a world champion at some point, and then you have Hangman figure out how to. So he figured out how to win championship. He has to figure out how to regain it, and you know, do all that, and then what that next hurdle could be is okay. Now you're the guy. How do you deal with the guy shit, which yeah, is coming yeah. in and fighting the all-time legend, the guy that has all the fucking championships. The guy who's got more fucking confidence than anything or politics yeah. way. Yeah. This started a year and a half ago, two years ago, with him at his lowest point of like, I got fucking divorced. I got fucking fired. I just fucking lost to Cody Rhodes. Like, <laughs> like. I, I missed the part where he got divorced. In my head, he's still been married to Stephanie this whole oh. <laughs> no, no. Like, that's the, you know, it goes without saying. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, so, like, he's at the uh, low- At this point, he... Uh, 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 
Rusev and Lana divorced, and he's engaged to Lana at this point. Sure. Uh, so, like, at some point, I don't know why, but I just came up with his name. He's like, I'm not the cerebral assassin anymore. I'm the brain killer. <laughs> I want to use it at some point. That's going to be one of his moves is the brain killer. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, like, he's reached the point where, like, he hit rock bottom and was just like, well, I'm going to reassess. And this is what I'm going to do. And he's done it. And now I'm here to finish the job. This is the place that technically ended everything for me. You know, I don't want to be like full blown referencing another company horse as usual, but like all accounts indicate that he's taken the heat for fucking losing to this quote unquote pissant company we can just buy. That's honestly the clip that's in the trailer for the rise and fall of WWE DVD if it ever happens. <laughs> Is you shit on Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn brought it back to Tony Khan. They did coke together for six hours and they came up with this plan. So Billy Gunn doesn't get enough credit. It really doesn't. Uh, Billy Gunn and Cole Cabana, the two heroes of all this. Uh, so I'm here. To, I'm here for this last piece. You know, I'm gonna close the fist and then it's fucking done. I'm gonna snap my fingers and that's it. Everyone's like, oh yeah, we get it, fucking Thanos. Okay, cool. So go to whatever show it is. Um, I need somebody at this point. Like, we need to start like like not building a group, but building at least like a core because Batista and Ric Flair are just back to doing what they normally do. Yeah. Every week. Um, so I don't know if we have like an like a, like a defector like within again. I don't want to like just pull some random person right. like. Ideally, like honestly, I would have like a Gargano or an Adam Cole or like somebody from the NXT core that can fit in that group going forward once this is all done. Now, at at this point, also in in the timeline, is CM Punk still in AEW or is he left after a few months? Uh, My story CM Punk perished in a tragic playing accident the night after the first all out. Everything was (laughs) lucky. Fine, and he just flat out Roberto Clemente that bitch. <laughs> All right, fine. Then Daniel Bryan's with him. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple H, they're teaming together now. No, no, no. I like it, and I don't because, like, it'd be yeah. very easy. Like, we would get heel indie Daniel Bryan, and we would get him with fucking Triple H, where it's just like, I, I, I learned nothing from, I'm miserable. I learned nothing from you fucking people. I learned everything from this guy. You also get to have the line. He can't wrestle. He doesn't fucking have to because I'll wrestle for him. My One of my favorite matches was me and him the first match at WrestleMania 30. You know what my least favorite match was? 58 minutes with Roderick Strong farting up my own ass. Uh, so, so, sure. So, Brian, let's just, you know, let's just make like an age of the fall with Triple H. So, let's have like him... Let's have Brian. I'm gonna break my own fucking rule. Of the of the core that he brought in, Owens, Balor, Gargano, like all of them, Cole, whoever. Who's the one guy? Who's the one guy that fits us the best? Oh God. Well, fucking Balor's like 78 years old at this point. Balor is older than Triple H. <laughs> he just ages quicker, but better. Um I, I want to go probably as honestly as- fucking Kenta kind of, and I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go with Cole because Cole's the youngest and Cole's the closest to Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and Cole 
and then we just get Cole and Dane O'Brien matches eventually, probably, and that's just cool. Um, so we'll go Cole. I know he's short, but fuck it. Necro Butcher was out of shape. Um, Cole, Triple H, and Brian. So the three of them have some, you know, conspiracy that becomes unfolded when he beats Hangman for the sixth title. He gets the AW Championship. Um, and you know, celebrates in the ring. He has NWA around his waist, other one over like his titties, you know. The whole Zack Sabre thing. The other belts. I mean, if you really want for the visual, you can even still have the bullshit TNA title with the Impact title. Like, I don't fucking know. Um, GCW gave him a replica. Like, he does, like, the whole big, uh, like, fucking masturbatory fucking thing. And then, you know, kind of throws them all down and, you know, does, like, doesn't have to do a snap, but something to indicate, like, it's out. And then we have lights out. Uh, I'm allowed to do lights out there at that point. And that's it. Uh, the wrestling business is over, and uh, Triple H wins. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, lights out, and then it's announced that they bought WWE. Am I going over? No. Um, <clears throat> so that's it then, huh? No, 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 I'm kidding. I was being sarcastic. Uh, so he wins, and it's building up to, you know, like the big masturbatory fucking Aider Paul Levesque, you know, like, like celebration ceremony, whatever. So he comes out with it, like, you know, and unspools his plan, you know, like, it's like a fucking Bond villain, you know, doing his thing. And so somebody uh, comes out to like protest or whatever, like hangman, you know, it's like, you know, you know, Cole, you Brian, you know, whatever. Um, Jericho comes out, Triple H beats him in 35 seconds. <laughs> With the ultimate warrior splash. Uh, <laughs> but, so the turn here needs to happen where, like I said, the reveal is that this was just all, this is basically what everyone thought the Montreal screw job was. Was that, or like the story at least is. Which also I'm I'm interested in because we're gonna get a, a mix of everything that he's always kind of wanted to do as well. Like he can do that. I'm McFoley in ECW and fuck I hate it here. Uncle Eric, take me back. Same thing with Steve Austin, like kind of off his rocker because he got let go type thing. Um, and no, it was just this whole time. It was just fucking like the greatest game of mafia ever played. <laughs> and. It would be like some Marvel DC level type shit where somehow over the past two years, he's been so goddamn good at this that he just like, like tears the Berlin wall down, man. Like fuck the door, like the wall is down, <laughs> you know? Uh, I do. I do like the idea of like him winning that, that sixth title. And then just like cutting a promo, like, like again, Thanos style. I can rest now. Yeah, I did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine. That's why, like, he kind of throws him down. It's just like oh, this don't mean shit. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, so he's 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 essentially like brought record viewers to all of these companies, yeah. and then and then buried them in one night. Yeah. Uh, Which is high key. The most Paul of that shit. So meta. Uh, as creepy and as funny as Don Cheadle also did this. When Don Cheadle did the Captain Planet thing, I, I did it. 
I did it. I turned them all into trees. <laughs> That's what Triple H is doing. To all these, like, Triple H is turning all these fucking promotions into trees, man. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy he did it. So, you know, the, 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 the reveal happens, you know, you would probably, it would be necessitated in some way that, uh, that he was still involved. So you'd have to have somebody like, at this point, I'm assuming Vince is dead. That could also be one of the things that helps resolve this is like, you know, it's been two years. Vince is gone. Stephanie's not a good mom. Uh, <laughs> so he starts spending more time with the kids and the kids open and the conversations back up. I don't fucking know. Real life shit happens. Okay. Um, They're and- Joshi wrestlers at that point. Fucking Aurora Rose is a pretty dope ass uh, Gajin Josie name. Um, so yeah, so let's just say Stephanie comes out, you know, and just stands there, and they kiss, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, shit, <laughs> son of a Jr. Silver, ah, oh, son of a bitch." And then, and then you gotta get, you know, then you gotta get work shoot real. Like Tony Khan runs out and he takes a fucking power bomb through the stage or something. Uh, you know, they, they tear everything up, you know, they have like private security come out, like fucking whatever, you know, they, they, and this is like, I want this to be long. I don't want it to be like, we're out of time. Like, I want there to be like 30 minutes left. Yeah. Like they're watching us like, yo, this is like, this is like extensive. Like they are, like they are forcing people out of the building. I want yeah. some in Detroit type shit, like scare people out of that building. And then, uh, fuck it, I don't know, come up with some agreement with the fucking networks that have all these shows or fucking YouTube or whatever. Like, during the normal time slot, air something else. Like, like fucking, like, for the next week or two. Like, uh, unfortunately, this week's episode of Impact has been preempted. Here's uh, fucking the rundown. But, like, in like you have a segment or two in there where, like, it's advertising, like, a WWE DVD coming out. Like... Like, oh, the best of Judgment Day, you know, like some fucking horse shit. But like, you know who's still buying the airtime and who's still doing whatever. And then it's when you pivot on social media and you have wrestlers who are, you know, not getting paid. Wrestlers are not getting booked. Wrestlers are asking what's going on. I don't want to say bring in Quackenbush, but bring in someone that was around Quackenbush. <laughs> I could do what Quackenbush did, you know, well enough and, and good enough. Um, where you're like, what the fuck? Like, like the dirt sheets, like I said, are going to be important here. SRS is going to be a vital member of the of the cause. Going to make sure the Meltzer is way off track. Uh, we might just have to pay Meltzer, just act like an idiot. Like, we'll do what we have to do. Um, so yeah, it's so like a good solid. Like, I think we can buy on a month of just like the only wrestling. Anywhere is WWE. Like, like maybe have like a resistance uh, fucking indie show yeah. with a bunch of different guys from different companies in a parking lot that's all grassroots and has some fiery babyface promo by Adam Page at the end, you know, something like that. But on WWE te- television, business as usual. There's nothing abnormal whatsoever, but Triple H isn't on the show. <laughs> it's just. They don't mention it. 
he's still not there, but he's there. Um, until finally, you know, somebody has to peek through and, you know, and take the show hostage. And again, do it the whole fucking show. Like, you tell me fucking if, uh, goddamn, be the best person for this. Uh, let's hope Jungle Boy can talk by then. Like, Jungle Boy, <laughs> I love him. Can't talk. Um, sit him down with CM Punk four hours a week. Uh, you know, holds the show up. It's like, this ain't right. Like, I, I know something's afoot here. You just can't act like I don't exist and we don't exist. And all of it doesn't exist. You have perpetrated this. You're fucking these people. Like, it's going to be hard to make WWE as the bad guy. Yeah. It's necessitated. And we will make sure that at the end of this, we have some WWE babyface that, you know, helps right the wrong and they could be the good guys again. Like, something. Drew would be perfect for it. Drew knows all these fucking people. Drew was a TNA champion. Drew was in it. Like, Drew did all these things. Drew award. Um, where, you know, they have to hold the show up, you know, kind of occupy Raw, however you want to do it, to get them to admit and come out with, with what they're doing. And he finally comes back on the show. Again, you can build it up for the first time in two years. Triple H is being seen on. You know, the, the PWG, NWA, TNA, MLW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW World Champion. It's going to be on Monday Night Raw. He gets to break six records all at once. Five, because the NWA horseshit. Um, so he comes out, and he purposefully just acts like fucking Triple H. <laughs> like, we get the Triple H-iest of Triple H-iest promos of all time, uh, you know, uh, like just fucking meandering and awful and bad, but it's pointed. It's purposeful. You fucking tuned in to this story and how we've been building it up, and it's just a Triple H promo. Fuck you. <laughs> What's gonna get better heel heat than? Very at this point, everyone's loving him. Like every at every at the right pivot and move, keep himself cool and relevant. He's basically acting like Kevin Nash does in interviews now. He just needs to channel Kevin Nash. Sure. But in this moment, you don't get that. You get this guy. This is who I am in the WWE. I won't be anybody else. And that, of course, infuriates me. Until something has to happen to get him to acknowledge it. I'm guessing... God, I don't want to go family... What is the one thing that you could say to Triple H? So I, again, drawing off of the Mick Foley thing, like when Terry Funk would be like cutting promos on Mick Foley, trying to get him to like hit him, and he would be like, "Your wife's a whore, your children are bastards," like blah blah. And he finally go, "WCW sucks," and that's what would make like Foley punch Funk. What is that statement for Triple H? Uh, I mean. Motorhead sucks. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, you have bad idea. I don't know, man. Just like sledgehammers are stupid. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's an all you. Yeah. <laughs> Your entrance is over. Overthought. 
So that happens. And now he's like, okay, fine. You want me? You fucking got me. But we're going to do it my way. And at this point, you basically have set it up to where there's just a series of like Triple H in this new form because he's just doing that in WWE is like a fucking bit. This indie-fied, unique character just now gets to wrestle all the matches you've been waiting for for two years. Like we've built up like and still had some good stuff, but now you get Triple H versus Omega. Now you get Triple H getting his win back on Cody. Now you get Triple H versus fucking uh, babyface MJF trying to like right his wrongs and help AEW. You get uh, Triple H like retiring Chris Jericho, the guy that he's always fucking hated that went to AEW and and helped cause this mess. Triple H versus Gene Ambrose, who would have been nothing if you just if I if you could have just been fucking digging fucking t- thumbtacks out of your butt with Foley if it wasn't for me. Like clips through all of them. And leads up to, like we established, I think, Hangman being like the guy. And he wins. And Triple H has had like the past like eight, nine, ten months just rattling off every person he wanted to wrestle in the way that he wants to do it. Basically getting like that Cena US title run era, like stamp of approval on his career. Goes back to WWE and wrestles like his last match. Whoever I said earlier would be like Drew, I guess, sure, like the guy, whoever you want to fucking, you know, put the, the bow on it. And then uh, that's it. It's like 55, 56 years old, just wants to like take his kids to school more regularly. Oh no, they're in Japan, never mind. Um, <laughs> I forgot. That's it. Okay. All right. Here's what I got. Okay. Um, this is already fabricating something out the gate, but it's something that I think wrestlers should try and start negotiating negotiating into their contracts. So uh, Triple H gets released. Doesn't matter what the period of time is because he has an NDA in his contract where if he gets fired, they can't announce it. Um. So... That's what I was like thinking about. Like, what's fucking missing about that shit that like gave it the element of surprise before? And it's like, well, we know when everyone's fucking released, you know. But there's an NDA. No one can talk about it. No one can speak on anything. Everyone just thinks he's still running NXT until one day he shows up at some fucking little indie riffic show that he asked Gabe where to go. So he just like shows up like in the crowd or whatever. And everyone thinks he's like, well, he's scouting or whatever. Because they still have like a work agreement. Um, And then next thing you know, he debuts in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Say All Japan? I said All Japan. Because he needs, immediately, he needs to prove that he can get a company over. Okay. And and I feel like New Japan's vulnerable enough, you know, that like yeah, fuck it. New, all Japan's probably got some good shit. And it's gonna bring enough attention. <clears throat> uh so he does that for like a year. For a year. Yeah, he's putting the company on his back, Mullet. 
and he wants to get away. <laughs> Fifty three at this point. Yeah, it's like it's it's just like an older version of like Batman Begins. He goes to Japan. He lives there. He, you know, gets his ass kicked a little bit, and then he and then he knows how to disappear. Um, he starts showing back up in the states. Uh, maybe he does want to do like the whole kind of like indie redemption thing of just like following all of his like you know his NXT kids or whatever. So <clears throat> you know he shows up back at those <clears throat> Sapolsky, the uh, fucking Sapolsky. What's the fucking name? Gabe Sapolsky. What's his name? <clears throat> I wrote down Sapolsky. Part of the WWE at this point. Um, you know, fucking well, exactly, but whatever. He's showing up at the fucking indies. He like notices the background of like some of all those indie little fuckers uh, uh, videos, and he's like, "Where is that?" He's at the Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago <laughs> at a fucking AAW show. Uh, uh, he ends up fighting Eddie Kingston, um, and then he shows up in ROH. Uh, you know who's he? Who's he want to take on? Who's been like the the ROH stalwart this whole time? Jay Lethal. Uh, how does he know who Jay Lethal is? Well, his buddy Kevin told him about Jay Lethal. Who comes out? Kevin Nash in ROH. Oh, my God. Enough said. Love it. Uh, he comes out. Who's he come out the back? Jay Lethal. Paparazzi TV makes a, a, a comeback on ROH TV. Everyone's happy. Um, also, uh, but... Oh God! Yeah, so he goes. He's he's bopping around the Indies, and he's collecting his guys, his WWE looking guys. He gets Alexander Hammerstone. He gets Jake something, you know. Um, he gets like all these fucking big guys. They have an Indilution, not Evolution, Indilution. Uh, and then uh, yeah, uh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. He ends up in AEW. Fucking buries Cody. Buries fucking the Good Brothers. Um, you know, that's a good fucking time. Hey, remember I said about how you want your kids to be successful? Yeah, I owe your salary and mine now. You don't get paid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my half-assed booking in five minutes. Love it. I like. I legitimately like the uh, uh, All Japan part. I knew you would. Feather in my cap. Oh. Um. All right. Well, we're done. I got some allergies in my eye. It's really itchy right now, so I want to uh, log off. Um, Mullet, uh, uh, thank you for regaling us with that. I'm, I'm can't wait for the next one. Uh, good new, good new concept. It is a good concept. Um, yeah, and uh, whether the next one be uh, Shawn Michaels running NXT. Yes. Oh God, I forgot. Or whatever else you got going on in, in that brain of yours. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, what you what you got to plug? Oh At boy. Whenever this comes out. Yeah. Uh, Married movies wherever you get your podcasts every single week. Um, my retro wrestling diary, rko.net slash podbloggle. At your host mode thirty eight on Instagram for my show Box and Friends. And uh, Podswoggle stuff is still everywhere. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content, which this may be, or this might be just a regular feed show. Um, YouTube, uh, Twitch, uh, Instagram, all the good stuff where Podswoggle is. That's it. Uh, as for myself, I better still be doing the whack back. 
the rip rips open another pack of trading cards every single day on Instagram live. Uh, hundred bucks for charity. I chew the gum. Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, and that's all I got. Uh, any final thoughts, Mullet? I mean, I'm good. Post that final thoughts, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, well, final thoughts. I'm not used to being the final thought person. Uh, Tr- Triple H and his merch table having to interact with fans could not be a thing because of the way the storyline necessitates it. But it will be fun when he's done with this and is just doing like spot appearances, and he has to like sit there and do this. Yeah. I want Triple H and Rob. I want Triple H and Rob Feinstein to meet. For mullet, uh, this, this is, is mullet. Uh, <laughs> this is mullet. Um, yeah, uh, this has been Pond Swoggle. We are swogging off. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.